All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, our partners, altplayground.net, are really gearing up for the rest of 2021. Hopefully we'll start to see so many opportunities for events and get-togethers, and altplayground.net is prepared with different modules like clubs and groups, parties and shindigs, and even sex-positive conferences, which we're very personally excited to see pop up again in 2021. Hopefully we'll be able to attend some of them, and you can find out all of that information at allplayground.net. So it's a great way to stay connected with the lifestyle and to understand what's going on in your area and around the country. That is just one of the things that we love about Alt Playground. We also love that they have things like exclusive videos from some amazing content creators. We have some videos on there that you won't see anywhere else, and they're really fun and informative. So Allplayground.net is where we recommend that you head for your lifestyle info and to meet like-minded people. We'll see you there. So last week this time, we were in Miami, downtown Miami, and it was fucking bustling. It was crazy. We were on Miami Beach. We were on South Beach. We were drinking mojitos and some Cuban coffee. It was so fucking nice. It was hot. We were in the sun. I got tanned. I I was just savagely tanned. I got burnt a little bit. Oh, I just loved it. Oh, I loved every second of it. The weather was so amazing. It was like 85 the entire time we were there. Oh, I loved it. I loved Miami. Now, downtown Miami was cray. I was like, I would never drive here. Yeah, I've been I've lived in big cities my entire life, and that was some of the worst fucking driving I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it, I mean, if you don't have a horn on your vehicle in Miami, you can't drive there. No. If your horn doesn't work, you're fucked. You're screwed. Yeah, that's all they do. They blow those fucking horns, man. It is like a chorus down there. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They're, they are in a rush to get to the beach all the time. I know. That's exactly what it is. They're like, we need to be near the ocean, so get your ass moving. And I don't blame them, because once you get to the beach, it is fucking perfect. It is nuts. Yeah, it's so fucking pretty. It was just so nice to have your feet in the sand in Miami Beach, and the sun on your face. And And the water is the most blue color I think I've ever seen. It's really It's like Caribbean-style water, which I mean, it's near the Caribbean, but it it was so nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed being there. We had the opportunity to meet some people that we've been digitally corresponding with for a long time. Yeah, a couple of years now. And that was amazing. They yeah. are such great people. And it was just really nice to be around lifestylers that had knowledge of who we are as well. And just, I don't know, it was very comfortable. Well, it was nice to see people that, again, like you said, we've been talking to digitally and Skyping with and Zooming with for the past two years, especially this past year with COVID. And now finally putting faces to names. And, you know, they're just a, some amazing, sweet people. It was really nice to spend some time with them alone. And it, it was just great to be in Miami and doing it. It was it was a perfect setting for Yeah, we also got the opportunity to spend two different evenings with a couple that we have become friends with and they're lovely people. They're so well put together and beautiful and inside and out. We really, really enjoyed them. Yeah, we had uh, some really amazing dinner with them one evening. Then we saw the sun set from the top of one of the the taller buildings down in Miami, downtown. It was just, yeah, it was really very nice to connect with them. They're really lovely people. They're, They're a great couple and pretty new to all of this and we're really pleased to be able to see them and kind of watch their growth in this. It's just been a good time. 
So we came back from Miami and we actually got on a new rig. If you guys have not heard yet or seen yet, we are now on a class A motorhome that we purchased. The alt playground tour bus is going to be used for events. And uh, we're excited that we've kind of both gone in that direction. I think it makes more sense for everyone involved. Yeah. When we do an event, the bus will hopefully be there before us. We can meet it and then kind of use it as a, a place, a landing place, basically a, a meeting place. And we obviously at the same time get to travel a little bit more comfortably for us it just this makes a lot more sense for us it's easier it's more manageable you know just just nice and it's a great fucking transition it's been great oh i love it i really really like the interior of it it's like a nice little apartment yeah it's beautiful leather everything which is probably what you're hearing behind me <laughs> sorry uh, but yeah, it's great. And uh, our dog seems to be enjoying it as well. Yeah, 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 she likes it in here. And we are now the in the polar opposite place of downtown Miami. We are on the most quiet lake of all time. <laughs> yeah, all that background noise you hear. Yeah, there isn't any. That's that's what we hear all the time. You hear a fish jump out of the water occasionally or a bird or a duck. I mean, that's really like, you know, a crane every now and then. Yeah. That's the excitement. Or an alligator. There's a three-footer out there the other day. But that's really it. Not, not much uh, in terms of nightlife out here. We're about 30 miles outside of the next closest city. Yeah. It's one straight road, but it's like 31 miles. So We're out in the bonies. Yeah, you're out here, man. If you're not fishing... Or just trying to, or, or in a, in maybe witness protection, I don't know what you're doing out here. I half expect a barefooted person to start playing a banjo here very shortly. For sure. It's you that can kind of it. place. You can hear it. <laughs> but it's nice. We came here because we really wanted to spend a couple of weeks just getting work done, which we hadn't done because we've been fucking hanging out and having a good time. Well, our social life has been awesome, but it has not resulted in a good work-life balance. No. So we need to do far more work and less extra life stuff. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're here on the lake with zero distractions, getting shit done. And it's been nice. I will admit I'm a little bit bored, but I think that's probably a good thing considering that we have a lot of work to get done. Well, as we were talking earlier about the newest development, I think, in our journey and all of this, I have a feeling boredom isn't going to be an issue for much longer. Right. As it turns out, myself and the gal that I've been seeing, and of course, uh, you have been seeing her husband, we're going to call them Abby and James because Clint insisted that we give her, them names. Yeah, he texted me yesterday and was like, why does this woman not have a name yet? We need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, so she has a name. It's Abby and James. You want to call him James because you think James, it brings up the idea of someone British and intelligent, yeah. apparently. And he's intelligent, but he is not British. He's as like British a well as put together Englishman. That's what I think of when I think of James. And I don't know, this guy just acts like that, I guess. He okay. doesn't have an accent, but... No, he's not British at all. <laughs> so anyway, Abby and James it is. But we have decided as of yesterday, and we did this as a group, myself, you, and, and they, that she and I are going to move into the direction of a polyamorous relationship. And up until yesterday... I just didn't know where we were going. She and I met and had a, a couple of hours long conversation about what this should look like and what we want it to look like and how you and uh, her husband are going to be involved and what it, you know, what it means to all of us. And, you know, that's the direction we're going. So, yeah, I just complicated uh, our lives a little bit more. A and little bit more. No, you turned our lives upside <laughs> down, but it's worth it if it's meaningful. That's what yeah. I keep telling you. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting about this, and I'm sure any of you that have ever been in a polyamorous relationship can attest to this, but it's a lot of fucking work figuring out schedules and logistics and who's going to drive to where and when and all of those different things. And it feels like a burden unless it means something. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we did yesterday, just as a test, we just took a look at the next 60 days, like our 
calendar based on where you and I are going to be because we're already you know scheduled to be some places and because of where they are and trying to put it all together it's a it's a chore I mean you just sit down and look real quick at a calendar of who's doing what you know there's four adults and some kids involved school's going to be out soon I mean, it's it's gonna it's a get lot. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll fuck you up when you start looking at it. So it's gonna be a challenge. It's definitely an opportunity to grow. I think as people, all four of us, we're all very excited. And I should say that a lot of this is happening because you were encouraging me to do it. I yeah, was not 100% on board. I could tell you liked her. That's why you've interacted, obviously, with a lot of women during the course of our relationship, whether it's friendly in nature, whether it's sexual in nature, whether it's both. This is the first time ever that I see a spark in your eye when you're talking about someone else. And as your partner that loves you more than anything, of course, I want you to explore that. Yeah. And if, as I said, it was really your encouragement that got me to do it because yesterday when I left to meet her, I left at about 11 o'clock in the morning to take the 30 minute drive to go see her during the day. Before I left, I, I was still like, I said, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know if I can, if I'm prepared to do this. I don't know if I should do this. This of course is I'm playing this in my head. And the entire time you and I are talking, it's like, there was only a couple of things that you asked of me. And one of them was just be 100% vulnerable and tell her exactly what you're thinking because you're terrible at that. And feeling. Yeah, and feeling because you're not good at that. And <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm not. And so that's what we did and it, it worked out. So we are going to move forward in this process. I'm really excited about it. I was nervous about it yesterday. I'm more excited about it today. I'm excited and nervous. I am, of course, this being so new, I am curious to see how I deal with all of it. I think it's going to be a growth opportunity for me. That's what I'm looking at it as rather than, holy fucking shit, your entire life is about to change, Brenna, because that's also in the back of my mind right now, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful that, you know, this will be a good move for both of us and actually for all four of us. For sure. And he's a great guy. Our husband's awesome. We are going to develop and have started to develop more of a, you know, a relationship just he and I, as you have with Abby. She obviously corresponds with you pretty regularly. You guys were texting all night the night before that she and I actually met, which I was not privy to, which is great. You guys have kind of a, your own external relationship and friendship outside of ours, I think is awesome. So I'm just looking forward to the growth of, for as you said, for all of us, and just kind of see what this thing looks like, because this is going to be unique. You know, this is a situation where timing and scheduling and being considerate of other people's schedules and, and needs, it's going to be paramount in this. So you asked me a question this morning, and I think that you should ask me again. <laughs> oh, I, so I asked you if you thought I had, if I was capable of being as amazing a partner to two people as I am to you, and I did that jokingly of course uh but why jokingly you are a good you're an amazing partner to me yeah but it's also going to be different right i mean she and i talked about this and you and i have talked about this if we are getting into a polyamorous relationship like i'm about to embark or have embarked on you're looking for different characteristics and, and different personality traits in people. I think that's what really attracted me to Abby because she's very different from you. Completely, you guys are polar, polar opposites. Opposite. Polar opposites in every possible way, physically, emotionally, every possible way. Personalities are totally different. And those are the things I think, as you, because you asked me yesterday, what made me attracted to her, do I think, over anybody else to this point? And it's because of that contrast. I have everything I need personally from you. What this does for me is really enhances who I am and I think will enhance my relationship with you because I'm going to be able to bring some of these things to the table that I have not brought, I don't think. I don't think I've been able to offer you everything that I have because it hasn't been brought out in me maybe necessarily Well, yet. I think she's going to challenge you. She, yeah, she, yeah, she's a challenge. She's a ball buster. She's yeah. 100% a challenge. And so that's going to make me think a little bit more 
and I have to behave differently with both of you because you're two different people. But at the same time, I think that energy is going to be able to be, I'll be able to share that with both of you and really, you know, kind of make some sense out of it and enhance all the relationships. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. We'll see how it goes. I think both of us have decided that if it doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And we've, we agreed, all of us agreed, uh, particularly she and I, as we talked yesterday, you know, benchmarks have to be met. We have to make sure that we are moving the needle in the proper direction because there are a lot of, there are some familial things that they're going to have to unravel and really get their heads around much more so than you and I. This is a much easier process for you and I. Only thing for us is logistics where we've decided that we're going to stay a little bit closer to where they live in the next few months, as opposed to going all the way to South Florida or even leaving the state. So for us, that's a relatively easy choice. They have a lot of decisions and choices to make. And as long as there are some benchmarks hit and we're moving in the right direction over the next 30, 60, 90 days, I think we're going to be in great shape. And if we find that that's not possible, that there's just too many obstacles and it's just a it, it just an insurmountable amount of challenges, then maybe we have to pivot and really see what direction to take this in. But Well, the other thing is you mentioned it and she mentioned it. She's obviously in, she has a primary partner and you yeah. have a primary partner. And if at any point one of the primary partners doesn't feel like this is good or it's toxic for the relationship in any way, we have to pull out. Yeah, absolutely. And we're fully aware that there are a lot of challenges involved in all of us kind of making this work. So that that's forefront for sure. But we're going to enter into this and have entered into this open-minded and eager and really just kind of hungry to see where this goes. Both of us, all four of us, I think are really intrigued as to where this is going to go and what it's going to do for all of our relationships. Yeah. So I am super pumped. So Brian's getting committed well, I am in my slutty period, okay? Yes, you are. Florida has unlocked this crazy slut side. I'm sure people are like, yeah, okay, Brenna, you've always had that. But it's different here. Yeah, it and must be the weather. I think it's the weather. I think it's the vitamin D that I'm getting. <laughs> no pun intended. I also think that it's just the variety of people that are down here, which is really exciting for me. It's not something I've experienced before. Right. But I am in slut mode and I'm just thinking about sex constantly. And I'm so much more excited about exploring that than exploring a relationship right now. Yeah. And I also think it has something to do. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I, I think it has something to do potentially with our age gap. You know, I'm 51 years old. So while I really enjoy... For example, hanging out at the pool at Secrets with all the naked folks and all the opportunities that that provides, I guess I'm a little bit more leaning toward the idea of having multiple partners, obviously, you and now Abby, but really kind of concentrating on that as opposed to trying to form tertiary relationships with a number of people. Yeah. Well, I'm all about the tertiary relationships. I know you are. And as a result of that, I think we should talk about another subject, which is my couple experiences. Yeah. So this is interesting. If you guys remember back, it was a little over a year ago now, I was in Miami for work and I had the chance to connect with an amazing couple. They're really, really sweet. And we played, but it was very much a soft swap interaction. If you guys haven't heard that episode, you should go back. It's really interesting. But 
I have now had the chance to play with two couples here in the area in Florida, and neither has been a full swap, so I have still not fucked a couple. No, you are still a couple virgin, which is really strange for you. Um, <laughs> one of the couples, of course, were they're friends of ours, with, and they're amazing. You had the opportunity to hang out with them while I was actually on a date with Abby. Yes. And so you spent some time with them and, and uh, playing with them a little bit, but you were a bit out of commission, so you couldn't kind of you know really commit to full swap situation. And let me say... It was still an amazing time. They both have, well, they're both beautiful people in general, but he also has a beautiful cock and she has a beautiful pussy. So I was not at all disappointed about having my mouth on both during the course of that evening. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would have obviously loved to fuck them if things were a little bit different because they're just awesome. Yeah, they're just great people. And so then you had another opportunity again while I was on another date with Abby to, to play with another couple. And I fully expected to have the gentleman fuck me in this scenario it ended up being another soft swap i think mostly because especially for me i want to be mindful of when i'm with a couple in their comfort level we talked ahead of time about boundaries and what they wanted to see happen and what they didn't and what they were comfortable with but i think once you actually get into a play scenario and you actually see for example another woman's mouth on your man's cock it's a whole different ball game and that was very much the scenario with this couple they just they have a a little bit of, of figuring out and maneuvering to do before I think they're 100% comfortable with something like a full swap or a threesome situation. So I respectfully declined the option of, of fucking them this time around. And I think that was definitely the right move. But I want to fuck a couple. I, well, it, trust me, as horny and eager as you are, it'll happen. You know, but uh, I want it to be the right couple. I want it to yeah, be a couple sure. that like everyone is equally interested and the energies are really good and it's really kind of calming and it's just about the fun. You'll know it. It's like anything else, right? It's a it's a comfort level. When you reach that comfort level, everything else just goes out the window and you know all the inhibitions are gone and it's just fun. And yeah. That, that's when you'll know. So stay tuned. Hopefully you'll you'll be hearing about me fucking a couple soon so I can stop chewing Brian's ear off about it. I'm constantly like, I don't know what it is. I think it's the idea of the masculine with the feminine energies together in the same room. I also think there's something really intimate about being with a couple. Sure. And that's kind of exciting to me. It feels like it would be more intense because of that. Well, you also like being the center of attention and a couple will spoil you as the couple did in Miami when you first met them. 100%. You love that. So yeah, there's a big part of that I think that, that you're you know attracted to. Yeah, so... So hope to make it happen. No doubt. Soon. (laughs) We have an amazing announcement. We sure do. I'm so excited about this. So Secrets Hideaway in Kissimmee, Florida, you guys. We have been in correspondence with Barbie and Frederick, who are two of the owners of Secrets. And they are amazing people. They're some of our favorite people in the lifestyle at this point. Yeah, if you have not met Barbie and Frederick, you are missing out. They are fucking awesome. They are. And the four of us have been talking for a while now about an event at Secrets and us hosting one. And so the details have been getting worked out for quite a while and we can finally share them with you. Yeah, they've been so good to us. We've had such a great time getting to know them. We really wanted to do something to thank them, to kind of pay them back for all the assistance they've given us over the past three weeks or so. And we also want to hang out at Secrets because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, you're totally naked all the time and it's just fucking great. Matter of fact, we got here. I started to walk the dog with no pants on. I was like, oh shit, I guess I can't do that. <laughs> We're not secrets anymore. Yeah, that's over. Yeah. So yeah, we really wanted to do something cool with them. And so we are. We're doing uh, April 8, 9, and 10. We are going to do the pool party takeover. 
So April 8th is actually newbie night. We're going to be hosting that. And if you are newer to the lifestyle, if you haven't been to a club before, if you haven't been to Secrets before, it's a really good opportunity to come and tour the facility and you can ask us questions and connect with other people who may be newer to all of this as well. So that's going to be just a really fun, low-key evening. And then the 9th and 10th, which is Friday and Saturday, we are going to be taking over their pool parties. Yes, we are. We're going to have games and giveaways. There's a DJ. Obviously, the pool and the hot tubs will be open as well as their outdoor bar. We're going to have a cabana and we'll be pouring cocktails. And if you guys book and you tell them when you book that you're with Front Porch Swingers, you're going to get a special wristband when you check in. And that's going to give you all sorts of bonuses and extras during your stay at Secrets for the weekend. Yeah, even if you're booking a room or just coming for the day, either way, you'll get that wristband and uh, we'll be able to hook you up. So soon we'll be talking about who our partners are that are getting involved. We have some amazing fucking partners of the show, fortunately, and they're coming out in a big way and they're going to provide us with with some very cool shit for everybody. And we will let you know what that looks like as soon as that package is put together. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great opportunity to come check out Secrets if you haven't already. If you have, you know how fun their pool parties are. I actually, I mean, I love everything about Secrets, but pool parties during the day are definitely my favorite part. They're just so electric and fun. Yes. And so, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And they obviously have themed parties in the evenings as well. So just come for the weekend. Come hang out with us. We'd love to get to know you. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a good time. I just can't wait to get back in the sun and be naked by the pool. I know. My tits need sun so bad. Yeah. I'm losing my tit tan. (laughs) Yeah. My tan ass needs to stay that way. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Come out and check us out. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Again, April 8th, 9th, and 10th and more details to come. So we should also get to our single guy tip of the week, which will be a prelude to this week's story. Yeah. Yeah, So we're going to tease you a little bit. This week's story is hot. It's really fucking hot, actually. It's funny. And there is also a cautionary tale attached. So it's going to be, it'll cover the, it'll run the whole fucking spectrum of single guy information and single guy interaction. It's fucking awesome. But. More awesome was my interaction with this gentleman leading up to you playing with him, which is a single guy tip of the week. On a positive note, it's real simple. This guy was forthcoming and was forfeiting information to me before I ever asked for it. Yep. Sent me his his most recent health screening, sent me his most recent COVID testing. It was three days before this uh, date was going to take place. And I didn't ask for it at first. We were just talking about safe sex and how we play and how often we get tested every three months on a rotating cycle. And then boom, he sends me the screenshots of these things. He's like, I only play safe. I always wear condoms. He's an experienced kind of bull in, in, the, in the hot wife space and even in the cuckolding space. Just a solid dude. And forfeited that information, didn't even have to ask for it. Didn't make it uncomfortable, didn't make it awkward. Just said, hey, this is who I am. I want to show you what I'm bringing to the table. Here it is. Gave it up. Fucking awesome. Shortly thereafter, asked me if you might like to see some nudes of him. Because there were none on the profile. He, he reached out to us originally, and it wasn't. It was just kind of benign photos of you know a guy's torso, pretty much. He's in great fucking shape. But he asked if he could send these nudes, and he did. Again, he did not just throw them out there. I, he was not. I didn't have to solicit them. He asked if I wanted you, or if it was okay if you saw them. Being polite and thoughtful, and acting and with consent, acting with consent, but also thinking ahead, providing the images of his screening 
and the, the COVID test without me asking for them was fucking huge. I mean, you talk about jumping to the front of the line. If you're a single guy in this space, you need to stand out, especially if you're in a really populated city like we are, like outside of Orlando is where this took place. There's a lot of fucking single dudes. If you want to be at the top of the list, do the right thing like this guy did. Yeah. I mean, he got a ticket to the fucking party, man. So impressive. And I didn't know any of this ahead of time because as you'll hear in the story, I didn't really have any knowledge of this man, but you told me afterwards and I was like, wow, how fucking cool is that? Yeah, it was, it was really, that's how we, how we came together because we had spoken, or I should say we digitally chatted for about a week before we could really put it together to line our schedules with his. But yeah, I had this information like day two. So that's really what continued the, the, the line of, you know, of uh, digital communication. It was fucking awesome. Single guy tip of the week. Do not fuck around. If you've got something to offer that maybe the next guy doesn't, do not hesitate. Lay it out there. Unless it's your cock and then ask first. In which case, <laughs> tuck it up and then make sure it's okay to send it. Tuck it up. Yeah. So there you have it. Single guy tip of the week. Don't fuck around. Put it out there. Not your cock. I like it. (laughs) All right, guys. Before we get to the story this week, which, as Brian mentioned, is a cornucopia of information, we, of course, want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. You guys know that we are huge advocates of self-care, taking time throughout the day to really focus on your well-being, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. And Dipsy is my new favorite way of creating those pockets of self-care time throughout my day. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and have immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. One of my favorite parts of Dipsy is their serialized stories, where you can follow characters across multiple episodes. They are so fun, and you actually get to know the characters, and it's just a really great way to connect uh, with yourself and with these characters throughout their episodes. So that is just one of the examples of what you can find on Dipsy. They release new stories every single week, so there's always more to explore no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories, which are so fun to help you relax before you drift off to sleep. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash FPS. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash FPS, dipsystories.com slash FPS. Support for the Front Porch Swingers podcast comes to you from our friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Yeah, so I've had a not such awesome experiences a lot of times shaving prior to the Manscaped products coming into my life. I remember a time when I was traveling and I had to shave because I was, you know, getting ready for a hot date and everybody likes smooth balls. And I had to use a cheap trimmer I had to pick up at a store. That wasn't a great experience. Damn near cut everything off. I don't recommend that. So getting with the Manscaped, the Lawnmower 3.0, that's the way to go. Take care of your balls. They will appreciate it and they will then take care of you. Absolutely. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Plus, the battery is amazing. So if you have a lot of hair to get through, you'll love the fact that the battery lasts up to 90 minutes and it has waterproof technology, which allows you to groom in the shower. Those 
those are just a few of the reasons that the Lawnmower 3.0 is an amazing product that we highly recommend you check out. And when you go to manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWINGERS. Again, manscaped.com, use code SWINGERS, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-S at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. We have been having so much fun on the Stereo app. It has been great interacting live, real time with listeners of our live show on Stereo. Stereo is a brand new interactive way to listen to different podcasts, leave your comments and questions real time, and get answers from the host. And Brian and I now have a live show on Stereo. If you go to Stereo.com slash FP Swingers, you can subscribe to our channel and get alerted every single time we go live. You can find information on our latest stereo show at the end of this episode. So as mentioned, we have a story for you today that has quite a few elements that we're going to attempt to unpack. Yeah, we've experienced a lot of firsts on this on this trip thus far, I think. I mean, very, it's fair to say. Very much so, Fair yeah. to say, a lot of firsts. This certainly is no fucking exception. <laughs> There's, a, yeah, you talk about hot and just intense and then... Like, ooh, really? Like this cautionary kind of thing that you learn very quickly some things about yourself? You certainly did. I learned my limits in this interaction. Yeah, this That's is what about, I'll say. Yeah, this, the theme of this is limitations for sure. So should I paint the picture for what's happening here? Well, I think we need to start even before you brought this gentleman over because we had been playing for a couple of days and you were making comments about me having a big cock, like getting to, to be with a man with a big cock. Yeah, well, you and I talk about that often because that's your thing. You have a thing. I do. I'm not a size queen. You shouldn't make it sound like that because... No, not at all. I think that there's this fantasy of being with someone with a really big cock, but it's certainly not something I seek out when we're actually talking to people. No, but also we should say that our friends, Roger and Jessica, who we play with a lot, Roger is gigantic. He is a very well-endowed man. So that's, and you have said many times, that's about as big as you think you can take, <laughs> right? Because Roger's every bit of 10 inches long, probably four inches thick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. He's he's hung like a fucking Shetland pony. Yeah. Okay. He's a big dude. So that's... That's kind of your, that was like your benchmark, right? Well, because there's been times when he and I have had sex and it's a little painful. And yeah. I'm like, oh, if I had something bigger than this, it wouldn't work. Right. No fucking way, right? Okay. So I'm corresponding with the gentleman that we talked about in Single Guy Tip of the Week. But you're not telling me. Not telling you. Well, I've told you I'm corresponding with people. You know that I correspond with people, but I'm not giving you details. Zero details. No details. So when he finally did ask, hey, do you, is it okay if I send some nudes and you know, can you send me some of her? Absolutely. So he sends me some pictures. Now, again, we're talking about pictures and you can't tell you know, whether a picture is close or far or near, you know, unless there's some kind of a visual aid in the fucking picture. You have no idea what you're really looking at, right? So he sends me a, a couple of cock pics and yeah, impressive. No question about it. The guy was super fucking well endowed. However, pictures are pictures, you know, you, you don't know, right? right? You're not sure. Like you see something online, you're like, oh, that looks really nice. You get it in the fucking mail. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You just don't Wish know. Wish syndrome. Exactly. Yep. You, yeah. Not sure. Right. So needless to say, we go forward and we set up a date with this gentleman. He comes to you know meet you us. You set up a date. I Once again, date. I knew nothing of this. We were, we were hanging out at that time on the bus and you said, hey, we have a date tonight. Or I should say, or I should say you have a date tonight. Yeah, we were actually hanging out at the pool at Secrets, and I got the message from him that he was available. I said, okay, we're going to try to put this together. And I told you, I said, hey, you have a date tonight. At like nine. I, I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Right. So I gave you a little bit of the details, but not a lot. I give you just, just enough to get you interested. Right. Right. That's all I did. 
So we set up a time. He meets us, have a drink with him. And so first impressions, tell me what were your first impressions? He, I mean, he was very handsome. Like he comes onto the bus and he's tall and just a very good looking man, but he looked a little bit, I would say, nerdy to me. Absolutely. He is an absolute intellectual. And as it turns out, he has a, he has an occupation. He works in like, like the field of science. I, I don't remember exactly what he told me, but he's some kind of a research person in science, which makes perfect fucking sense because that's his demeanor. Very intellectual person. He was very kind of quiet and subdued. He came in and we poured him a glass of water. We offered him a drink. He declined and I was having a drink and we were sitting across. You and I were sitting next to each other. He was sitting across from us on the opposite bench right. in the front of the bus. Right. And we're talking to him and he's very, you can tell he's well spoken he's intelligent but he seems very uh, like not super affable very buttoned up very up he seemed uptight now we were talking to him as we continued to talk to him he loosened up he, did. he was laughing he was joking and it took him probably 10 minutes to warm up to the idea of where he was what was going on and to us yes right he realized very quickly that we were who we said we were and, right. and he got very comfortable with who we were. So we had a nice little banter going on. But he was definitely a little rigid. Definitely definitely a little stiff. Like, almost like he was trying to feel us out as much as we were trying to feel him out. Yeah, and sure. I kept thinking, like, how is this going to work? Because, I mean, he's a beautiful man. And, of course, I wanted his clothes off. But there was a part of me that was like, this is going to be awkward. Because he's so kind of quiet and yeah. subdued. And yeah. so I was a little nervous. And at one point, you said, I'm going to leave you guys alone. And I'm looking at you like, what the fuck? Well, I did that because at that time, that's when things loosened up. He was laughing. He seemed much more affable. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, now would be the time. So I kind of tapped your leg and said, hey, I'm just going to run to the store, grab some ice, grab a few of the things we need, give you guys a little bit of time. And here's the thing. You knew that I was not pulling the plug on this entire thing because I would have squeezed your leg. That's our signal. Correct. If I'm not feeling something and I can't just verbally say it because he's sitting right there, right. I squeeze your leg to let you know, hey, this is not going to fucking happen. Exactly. I did not do that. Right. Which said to me, okay, we're good to go. I can go. I can step out. She feels good. Everything's fine. That gave me that opportunity. So you leave. Yes. And almost immediately, he is like a completely different person. Well, let me say, let me, let me stop you a second. So here's something else. This is not, uh, this is a bonus, uh, more like a uh, couple's tip of the week. Okay. Here's what happened with this gentleman in particular, when you've kind of reiterated this to me. And again, I don't know the entire story. I know bits and pieces, but this part of it I do. And this is important. When he and I were corresponding, I knew, of course, that he was a hot wife guy. He knew what he was doing. He had experience in the cuckolding and hot wifing space because he offered to send me videos with faces cut out and images of him with other people you know, so you could see couples in the room kind of thing. Even his face was blacked out of him. Well, that told me, of course, that he had that experience. It also told me that he was clearly comfortable being on camera. That's what I thought. That was not the case. A number of times we communicated throughout this, you know, before this meeting where he asked me, are you guys sure you don't do video? You don't do pictures? I said, absolutely not. That's not, you know, we don't do that. That's not our thing. Well, he was concerned about it because apparently this guy's been on display. Like couples come to him and say, hey, let's, we want it. We only do this if we do video. We only do it if we do pictures and all that kind of thing. You know, he wants to have these experiences. He's, he enjoys the lifestyle, but he, is, he doesn't want to be on fucking camera. A lot of guys don't like that shit. Right. So if you're a couple and you insist that a guy do that or you're forcing someone to do that or they're participating, but your insistence on it makes them uncomfortable, just don't, just stop. 
I mean, just find someone who genuinely wants to do that and is into that, but trying to get somebody to do it, it it's fucking awkward. And the guy doesn't like it. So he was really concerned about that. Well, I, I kind of don't like it anyway that couples do that because it makes it feel as if there's some sort of a prop for you versus well, like yeah. someone that you're having an experience with. Listen, if you're doing the video thing, and, and we have friends that do that, and it's really kind of because you guys are, you know, you're reconnecting over it. I get that. But to do it throughout the entire experience with with the conversation in, in it, and it's, it's like you're making your own movie. It really weirded the guy out. And I totally get that because what he said to me was the last two couples he were he was with didn't even mention it to him until they were there. They were naked. The guy breaks out the camera and he's like, man, I'm already in the, you know, we're in the moment. We're in the, you know, we're in this environment. It's like, you know, you feel bad. You don't want to be disrespectful. And it's like, it's a couple and I'm trying to be the third guy and don't want to be a dick. And so he did it begrudgingly, basically. My point is, it's not everybody's fucking cup of tea. Yeah. So don't just assume that because the guy is a uh, quote unquote bull that he just wants to be on fucking camera because he doesn't. Yeah. And that was his biggest concern. And I think once he realized that we were not those people, he got a lot more comfortable. Well, I think you leaving kind of made him more comfortable too, because exactly. I'm sure, you know, the idea of a guy sitting there all the time, while that's some guy's cup of tea, it does not sound like it's his cup of tea. It's not. He asked me the same. He's like, do you pl- participate? Are you around? I said, she plays alone. I will likely not be anywhere near the, you know, the, the time you guys are playing. You and I are going to meet. We'll, we'll chat a little bit, develop some chemistry or determine chemistry. And then I'm, I'm history and I'll be back when you guys are done kind of thing. And it really put him at ease. And, and I'm pretty sure he didn't say this, but I'm fairly certain that our experience with him was one of the very few times that that's actually happened. Yeah. So I think he appreciated it. I would assume so. Because like I said, you left, you walked out the door and all of a sudden he was just a different person. Sure. Like he's being a little bit flirty. We're continuing to sit there and talk for a couple of minutes, but all of a sudden his body language changed. He's looking me in the eye more. He kind of flashed a smile at me at one point. And let me describe this guy. He is tall and beautiful. He's very muscular. You can tell even through his clothing, which was interesting because like I said, he was kind of dressed a little bit nerdy to me, a little bit buttoned up, but you can tell he's just this like strapping man and he has a beautiful smile. And so he's, he's flashing me the smile and he's flirting and I am immediately more interested in this whole thing. Sure. Now he's showing you attention, which you love, attention whore that you are. Yeah. Well, I'm also getting a sense of who he really is and I hadn't up to that point. Yeah. Again, I think he was just a little bit uncertain as to whether our intentions were genuine and if if what I said to him was true. And, you know, I, I, I get it. He's had some not awesome experiences, you know. So as a couple, yeah, do your thing. You know, do what makes you guys happy. Just make sure that the person you're doing it with is 100% on board and you got to be, I mean, clear up front with what it is you guys are going to expect. And he's been surprised before and really it, it obviously it bothered him, you know, for him to mention it to me. So at one point he says, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you think I want to do? And he's like, well, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, I think we should go to the bedroom and get naked. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so we go back there. And once again, as soon as we get into the bedroom and he realizes that all of the lights are off and we're not being weird about anything, his energy changes again. He becomes super confident and almost kind of assertive. Mm -hmm. He grabbed me by the back of my neck and he did ask if he could kiss me. But as soon as I said yes, it was like full on 
making out. He's grabbing me by the back of the neck. He's kind of pulling my shoulder in. So we're like body on body contact, which I thought was really sexy. And then he's like, I had just a dress on and a bra, but I had no panties. And he said, how quickly can you get undressed? And I said, pretty quickly. And he's like, good, you should then. So I pull my dress up and I just have my bra on. And once again, I don't get naked in front of people that often. Not that quickly. But I I think secrets kind of changed me a little bit, to be honest. I'm much more comfortable with my nudity. Naked a lot. (laughs) Well, I'm naked. I've been naked a lot in front of people, complete strangers at this point. So it's like I've kind of gotten into this mindset of if I'm going to be naked around 20 strangers, why should I not be naked around a guy who is going to put his cock in me? Exactly. <laughs> so that's a, it's a step in the right direction. And so I take my bra off. I'm completely naked. He is still dressed and we are continuing to make out. And I ask if I can touch his cock and he says yes. And I start rubbing his cock over his pants. Right. And that's when I realized this guy is not big. He's not well endowed. He's fucking gigantic. Yeah. Because his cock, as I'm rubbing it, is getting harder and it is legitimately pushing the seams of his pants. Right. And it's down the leg of his pants. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, the picture was a little disingenuous. I almost think he sent those pictures so that you're not completely freaked out by just how fucking big this guy's cock is. <laughs> so he takes his shirt off and he is so fucking attractive. I mean, this guy has ripped abs, this beautiful skin. I mean, just a beautiful man. And so I'm touching all over his chest. I'm kind of kissing on it. But my mind keeps going to this giant fucking cock. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. And I think what was running through my head in that moment is like, just how big is this thing? Is this going to be a situation where I have to tell him no thank you, which would really fucking suck because I'm naked. He's half naked. He's been really fucking cool up to this point. I really want to do it. So I ask him to take out his cock and he does. And it was probably the largest cock I've ever seen, including in porn. For sure. Yeah. The way that, well, of course you described this to me and, and, you know, your conversation with him, it's not even like something you can wrap your head around typically. I mean, it's, it's just not normal. It's the size of my arm in thickness and length. So to put this into perspective, he's about 12 inches and about six inches around. It was huge. And that is not an exaggeration. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Once again, beautiful cock. It's so nice looking. You know, it's like some cocks are pretty and some are not as pretty. This is a very pretty cock. Yeah. So I wanted to play with it, but I was really concerned. I'm sure you were. (laughs) I'm sure you were. So I asked him if I can start sucking it and he says yes. And so I'm kind of kneeled at the edge of the bed and I start sucking his cock, but I, I mean, I'm deep throating it and I'm getting maybe a third of it down. Right. And so I'm using both of my hands. I grabbed a little bit of lube and I was using both hands to kind of go back and forth and stroke the second half or second two thirds of his cock while I'm sucking the first third. Right. It was intense. And I mean, I got into a rhythm with it. And I think that's what made me think like, oh, I can totally fuck this cock. Sure. It's just going to take some maneuvering and some, you know, creativity. Yeah, you got to get yourself into a, a lulled into a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing and is... confidence. Or you're a little cocky, maybe. It, wow, totally. So cocky about No this. pun intended. Because at one point, I'm closing my eyes. This is what's really funny. And I'm deep-throating it. And it's like all the way at the back of my throat, right? And I'm like, I am really getting this cock down. And then I open... 
open my eyes and I realize that I am, I'm not even taking half of yeah, the Yeah, you still cock. got nine inches of cock in your hand. <laughs> so, but you know, I'm like, we're going to figure this out. He's cool. He's been nice up to this point. He has a great cock, great body. We're going to fucking figure it out. Right. So I suck his cock for quite a while. At one point I asked him if he wanted me to lick his balls and he was like, absolutely. And he said this while I was licking his balls and I thought it was so interesting. He's like, women never focus on my balls. Surprise, because um, you've got 12 inches of cock to fucking deal with. They are probably already overwhelmed with that. Well, I know, but at the same time, just because he has a giant cock doesn't mean he doesn't have other erogenous zones. It's kind of shitty that you only focus on the giant cock. Well, here's the this this goes back to the conversations that he and I had pre and, and post. Most of the people, I guess he changed his profile, which I didn't know. I wasn't, he, you know, we didn't talk about that ahead of time. Most of the w- people, women, couples that reach out to him do so because of this fucking freakishly large cock, <laughs> which is why he didn't just throw the, uh, these pictures out there that would have given the... He could have laid this thing next to a bowling pin and probably would have made it look small. <laughs> so he, I guess instead of doing that, he kind of dials it back so that these couples aren't like, oh, freak show. Awesome. Let, let's get Let's break out the fucking camera. That's what he was accustomed to. Yeah, which you know, is really shitty. It's totally fucking shitty. He was just a super fucking chilled, really a pleasant guy who happened to have a giant cock. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. You know, <laughs> fuck do I know? I didn't know. You know? <laughs> so I'm licking on his balls and he's moaning like crazy. And I'm continuing to like play with his cock at the same time I'm licking his balls, which let me tell you, takes some fucking skill because my mouth has to be down and basically my hands have to be behind me stroking the giant cock. It was, it probably looked a little ridiculous. Yeah, now I'm sorry I don't have a picture of that. I would like to have seen, you know, all five foot one of you with your tiny, ridiculous little hands. Well, that's the other thing. My hands are so small. At one point they were like, it was literally. So to put it into perspective, Brenna's hand fits in the palm of my hand. I have big hands, but her hand fits in the palm of my hands yeah i got teeny little features yeah my and actually my your foot is smaller than my hand yeah so i baby feet yeah she's got these tiny little appendages and little features so i could not imagine what that looks like well this guy did not and me comparatively to him i'm sure would have been quite comical i'm sure (laughs) yeah it's like the clown car 12 guys getting out of it with a little tiny car yeah yeah fucking insane i'm the clown car is that yeah pretty much That's funny. So I played with his cock and balls for quite a while. And I think one of the reasons that I spent as much time doing it as I did is because I was nervous. I was like, I just don't know how this is going to fucking work. So at one point, he's like, I really want to fuck you. And I was like, absolutely. He did lick me for a very small amount of time. But I think both of us were like, we need to fucking see how this is going to work. Yeah. And just uh, in case anybody needs them, just send us your mailing address. Uh, He left a couple of triple X magnum condoms we have them if you need them i am happy to forward them to you because unless i need a fucking raincoat i got no use for this how where do you even buy those you can't just go to walmart and get triple xl condoms fuck if i i have no fucking idea you go to like i don't know it's a special order tractor supply in case you're doing something with fucking bovine i have no fucking idea but we have a couple of them and if you need them i'm happy to send them your way just give me a shout get them over to you triple triple x people didn't even know that was a thing crazy yeah so he lays me down on my back he did lick me for a few minutes and then he puts on a condom and then i'm like you're gonna need to lube yourself up and he's like yeah no shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is not my first fucking rodeo and he's touching me as he's putting the lube on like touching my pussy putting his fingers inside of me and he's like you're really small yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm kind of little down there. He's like, I'm not, he, he goes, I really want to make this work. I'm not sure how it's going to work. And I was like, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> okay, so that sets the scene for this whole thing, right? Yeah. He lubes himself up a ton. He puts a little bit more lube on me. I'm on my back. He gets on top of me and starts trying to enter me. And it is not fucking happening. I mean, he's barely getting the tip of his cock inside of me. And I'm wincing in pain. And he's like, do you want me to stop? And I was like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> this sounds like a, like a scene from a movie, you know, like a, like a comedy, maybe like a British comedy, where you've got the little tunnels that you drive through, but the car isn't going to fit. And it <laughs> tries to go through. And on either side of it is like four feet of the fucking car. Can't make it through it. That's what that's the the image I have in my mind when you told me this story. Oh my god. It's fucking insane. So, at one point he's like you should lift your legs up as high as you can and give me as much access as you can. So, I am now kind of rolled over. I put a pillow under my ass. Right. So, I have a little bit more angle and I'm grabbing my legs as close to my ankle as I can. I'm bent kind of frog style laying on the bed. It was not sexy at that point, I'm sure, but no. I think we just wanted to fucking make it work. Yeah, absolutely. You do what you got to do. So, know? he starts entering me again. He gets you know, closer to inside of me, but we're still really not there. Right. Every time he kind of pushes inside of me, I wince. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep going. He's like, well, I'm not going to keep going if you're wincing. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Not super sexy, I'm sure, for him either. So we stop for a second and he takes off the condom and I start sucking him again. And at this point, I'm like revved up, right? Because I haven't come yet and he, there's this big, giant, beautiful cock that I want inside of me if we can fucking figure it out. So I suck him for a little while longer. And finally, he's like, I think I have a better position. He tells me to get on all fours at the very edge of the bed and angle my ass up as much as I possibly can. Right. So I'm basically on my forearms so that my front is lower and my ass is as up in the air as it can possibly be hanging off the edge of the bed. Right. And he comes up behind me and kind of squats down behind me and puts on another condom and starts entering me that way and it actually worked it worked okay yeah. he gets inside of me and he's going very slow at first he's being very kind of thoughtful and sweet and making sure that i'm okay and constantly receiving that like verbal okay for me to go forward and i'm giving it to him and so he starts entering me more and more and then starts fucking me harder and harder and i have no idea how much of it was inside of me but at one point he's like banging me from behind right and at this point i've stretched enough and i'm i'm in the right mental headspace it's like let's fucking do this let's go for it fuck me right. i'm telling him to fuck me harder that's ballsy <laughs> he grabs my hair from the back and i'm like pull it and he's like okay so he's pulling my hair while he's fucking me from behind it becomes very kind of rough he starts spanking my ass and he is just fucking me as hard as he possibly can it was so fucking hot in the moment <laughs> yeah seems like a great great plan in theory so that goes on for quite a while at one point he is digging each hand into my ass and he's talking about how much he loves my ass he's like you have the most amazing ass i love how it's jiggling on my cock it and is I'm a like, big ass big juicy ass <laughs> yeah and him fucking me the way that he was from behind with such gusto i'm sure it was going all fucking over the place Probably. and he really really enjoyed that so we do that for quite a while he pulls out and i realize pretty quickly that like 
something's not 100%. Well, you had an orgasm at some point, right? Oh, I came twice, yeah, Yeah. while he was fucking me. And it was amazing. It felt really good. And I think I got into this mental headspace very similarly to, like, what I do with a BDSM session or or impact or any of those types of things is like you work through the pain to get to the ecstasy on the other side of it and that was very much what happened in this situation but the second he stopped fucking me i realized something wasn't 100 percent right i'm sure i was hurting yeah and so he realized that very quickly (laughs) yeah and he was a total gentleman about it. He was like, maybe we shouldn't fuck anymore. And I was like, I think we probably shouldn't. <laughs> Good plan. But I did tell him that I wanted to finish him off with my mouth. And he was like, okay. So at, at this point, too, he is dripping with sweat, which was really fucking hot. I mean, it was just his whole beautiful body is like glistening with sweat. He was going to work back there. Sounds so, like it. <laughs> he is now kneeling on the bed and I'm basically flat down on the bed on my stomach, but I'm kind of propping myself up so that I can suck his cock. And he is sweating on me, sweating on the back of my neck and onto my shoulders while I am sucking his cock, which was sexy to me. I really enjoyed that. And I am touching his balls and I'm stroking his cock. I get a little bit more lube and I'm really just using my hands and doing everything I possibly can to get him to come. And he tells me that he's about to come and I think that he expected that I would pull off of him and I just kept my mouth there. Yeah, he doesn't know, he didn't know you very well. <laughs> and he comes so hard. And here's what was really interesting. So my hands are still like on the shaft, right? On both sections of his cock. And it is pulsating into my mouth. It's like his whole cock is pulsating. Yeah, it's like a fire hose. Well, he's coming. It was so fucking hot to me because I've never experienced anything quite like that before. Of course, I always feel like the tremors or you know, the the minor pulses, but this was like his entire shaft is pulsating cum and he like filled up my entire mouth. It yeah. was so fucking hot. Not surprised. And so I really liked that part of it. Okay. It was, it was delightful and he was delightful and the whole thing with him, it was nothing against him whatsoever. The entire situation was great. He was a total gentleman. He knew exactly what he was doing. Very skilled and a beautiful fucking man, but he gets dressed I give him another glass of water and he leaves. And as he's leaving, you pull up from the grocery store and you come onto the bus and I'm just kind of sitting there, honestly, a little bit stunned. Yeah. You had this look on your face. Like you didn't know what had just happened. Like you're obviously your, your hair was disheveled and you would clearly had sex, but you had this look on your face. Like, I'm not even sure how to explain what just happened. I think I said that to you. You're like, well, what happened? I'm like, I'm not even really sure. I knew at this point, as I'm sitting there, I'm becoming more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. My pussy fucking hurt. Yeah. My (laughs) uterus fucking hurt. Yeah, you were in enough pain that I was like, do we need to go to the emergency room? Like, do we need to do something? Yeah, you were really concerned about it. And I wasn't as concerned. I knew that. I knew that if I needed to like go to the emergency room, there would probably be other signs of right. of things not right. Other trauma. Yeah. Right. And and there wasn't. I was just really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it was it was a little bit of a learning lesson for me because for sure. here is this beautiful man who was really cool and had this great cock. I should have 
in hindsight, maybe just offered to suck it and well, not fuck it. Well, let's let's be clear and honest. You didn't. We didn't have sex for three days. You were too sore. Yeah. I didn't want to do anything until you were a hundred percent certain that everything was okay. And it took three days. And what really sucked is it was three days in Miami. Yes. We were in Miami for three days following this interaction. Yes. We had this big, beautiful hotel room, beautiful space downtown. Yeah. And we couldn't even have sex in it because I was that fucking sore. Yeah. It took about three full days for you to be like, okay, I feel normal again. Yeah. And so, I mean, we just, I didn't want to do anything that could have potentially made, you know, more damage or caused more damage. So we just waited, which I think was a smart thing to do, all things considered. Yeah, but it sucked. And I will say, I mean, there's definitely been times when I've been sore after sex. Usually it's after like marathon sessions or right. during the times when, for example, Clinton, I'll play really rough and then you'll come home and play really rough with me. Right. Those days I would be sore the next day. I have never been sore for three days from sex before. Well, from one person for sure. Well, <laughs> so, and let's face it, you've never experienced anything quite like that. No, it was so crazy. And yeah, I think... I feel bad thinking of this interaction in this way now because it's not the guy's fault that he has such a giant cock, but I'm like, I can't see this guy again. You know, there's no way. I mean, I I, I can't put myself in that physical situation again. I learned my limits right. and it has nothing to do with him. It's just our anatomy is not compatible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fucking, you know, round peg, square hole kind of thing. It's like, it, it's just not going to, it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, not, not well. I mean, it did, I guess for a period of time, but the aftermath, it's like, fuck, I'm, you know, you're, you're down for three days at least. And hopefully no damage. Right. You and know? at one point you mentioned like, well, you said you wanted a really big cock and I think big cock is a very relative term. Oh, it clearly is. Okay. I was joking when I said, I said, well, you, you know, you wanted, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you said it tongue in cheek, but yeah. still, I was like, no, 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 that was not a big cock. Right. That was a fucking arm. Yeah. I was being armed. Yeah, Fisted exactly. and armed. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a limit. I mean, listen, everything's relative, right? <laughs> so big versus enormous maybe is where we have to kind of find a, a sweet spot. Well, and I also have to advocate for my own health in those moments, right? Like I looked yeah. at it and I was like, this isn't going to work. And yet I tried to move forward with it partially because I was really wrapped up in the moment and I wanted sure. to have the fun, but also partially because here's this cool dude standing in front of me and I don't want to make him feel bad. Well, yeah, but you also have to be, yeah, you have to be mindful of, of your own health and safety. And, and my and own that, limitations. Yeah, and in a situation like that, they listen, fucking amazing, congrats, there's no way that's going anywhere near my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take care of that another way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I know? mean, I have strokers. I have my mouth. We will still have fun. It does not have to be penetrative sex. But yeah, I have learned that cocks that large are not going in my pussy. Yeah, not the first time that someone has said to him no fucking way because it's happened. Well, I know, but that also makes me feel bad because it's like... Yeah, definitely. But it wasn't something I knew ahead of time, obviously. So. <laughs> no idea. I mean, how the fuck could you know? You know, again, pictures, man. You, you just, you know, people say, oh, sometimes you know, they try to make him look bigger. This guy's making, trying to make it look smaller. A hundred percent. That's exactly what he did because he was constantly being reached out to like this fucking freakish, you know, circus freak with this giant cock and people were taking advantage of him. He's like, fuck it. I'm not going to do that anymore because he's a super cool fucking dude. He, I really enjoyed his company. He was super smart, very thoughtful. Yeah. I'd go out and have a drink with him. For sure. But I just and don't want to set him up with somebody else. <laughs> I just don't want to fuck him again. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. 
crazy. So yeah, just a great guy with, you know, fortunately or unfortunately for him in this particular case, a gigantic cock. And, you know, people, as I said, kind of take advantage of it. So that's why he wasn't as forthcoming uh, with it. Because, and apparently uh, there are people out there who just like, they want to just see it. Yeah. It's strange. That is strange. You know? And well, they want to videotape. Of... Like, I want to show pictures. We want to show our lifestyle friends my wife getting fucking fucking this gigantic sword uh, so that everybody can kind of oogle over it. Like, what? Come on. That's, I don't know. I, yeah, that's fetishizing to me, which yeah, I really don't fucking that's like. That's not okay, man. No, you I know, don't like that at all. Really cool dude. And, you know, we, don't, we weren't, I can't imagine doing that to him. You know? We would never do that to anyone, and that's also why <laughs> I kind of wanted to move forward with it in some ways because it was like, well, I don't want to make him feel bad about it. You no, know? of course. And I also, I, I didn't want him. I never once was like, oh my god, that's a giant cock, you know, to him specifically <laughs> because I didn't want to make him feel as if that's why he was there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so. again, uh, you know, that's not. This whole thing was because he had he checked all the boxes: intelligent, articulate thoughtful clearly a guy who gets it just arbitrarily sending his information to me asking all the right questions in fucking phenomenal shape good looking and obviously had the the cock you were looking for or so i thought so all of that was just like fuck this guy's the, the full package boy was he yeah now we know like yeah giant cocks don't work for me yeah you got to be just more yeah you have to be more cognizant of your limitations and you have to be cognizant of big does not mean a fucking arm well again in my defense i didn't see it in person i just saw the picture <laughs> you know I, I i didn't say hey do me a favor and lay that up against a bowling pin as a, a, a reference <laughs> maybe that's something you got to do i don't know no that's horrible you know i mean in this particular case it would have kind of put things into perspective but well yeah, average or above slightly above average from here on out will be just fine perfect just fine just heard. for the record <laughs> you're all hearing it here people yeah heard <laughs> so that was a, a fun experience like i said a learning lesson and uh i'm glad it happened for the most part <laughs> yeah listen it was a little scary for three days i was like oh shit did this cause some fucking you know internal problems like this is not good no no you know it I was mean, all good yeah it took a couple of days to uh to get through it but yeah it was it was well worth the experience i think for you anyway for sure uh, i had i mean you read telling me the story this is the first time i'm really hearing the details it sounds super fucking hot right up until the end <laughs> so guess what guys our patreon members heard this story before just now because they hear things real time via our bonus episodes they also get a lot of behind the scenes of what's going on in our lives with events coming up they were the first ones to hear about our secrets event for example and we have some really big things planned for the rest of 2021 and our patreon members hear about it first so if you want to get all of the deets you should head to patreon.com slash front porch swingers we offer lots of bonuses there as a thank you for sponsoring the show and our patreon community is what makes it possible for us to continue moving forward doing the show and our creation of content full-time and it means the world to us so again patreon.com slash front porch swingers you can sponsor the show for as little as $2 per month. Our newest Patreon members this week are David, Scott, and Marianne. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We look forward to getting to know you a lot better. And we also have some very naughty shit on our OnlyFans. Yes, we do. Some very naughty stuff as of late. We spent an entire day creating some really naughty videos and pictures. And for those of you who have been like, oh, we want to see Brian more on the OnlyFans, he is getting a... All sorts of involved in it. Yes, I am. So it's the the perfect time to come see all of that naughtiness at onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP 
Swingers and Instagram, our new Instagram account. So if you guys are not following this one, please consider going and doing that. It is at FPS Pod Media, and we'll put the link in the show notes for you. We're also doing lots of fun vlogs on our YouTube channel, which is called Front Porch Swingers. We hope that you'll subscribe to us there. If you haven't left a review for us yet on Apple Podcasts, please consider doing so. It helps us in being more visible to people looking for podcasts like ours. We would appreciate the support there. And don't forget to join us on Stereo, the interactive app that allows you to listen to our live shows and comment or ask questions real time. We have been having so much freaking fun. This last week, we did a deep dive on our recent sexual encounters, and uh, it was steamy. I got real steamy on Stereo. So if you want to join that fun, Stereo.com slash FP Swingers will get you to our profile. If you subscribe to us there, you'll be alerted every single time we go live and you can interact with us on an array of different sex positive topics. Our newest show will be this coming Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So again, that's Stereo.com slash FP Swingers. We can't wait to see you there. And I think that's what we have for you this week. Lots more fun coming your way. We still have a a backlog of sluttiness from uh, the past few weeks, which we're very excited to share with you and as always thank you so much for listening thanks everybody don't forget to find us on altplayground.net alt playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect share and create new adventures together they have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website but now they're rolling out nationally and they're including so many amazing features including the podcast corner which we're very excited to be on there are going to be videos from your favorite sex positive folks and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy like-minded people so we hope you'll come check us out at alt playground dot net today.